is Deserter. The podcast about pubs, crisps and slacking off. In this episode, pubs, crisps and slacking off. Plus, new posts on Deserter Shocker. Wow. How to start a pub conversation, more breweries closing, readers' letters and bum dossers. I'm Dulwich Raider and I'm Deserter's head of internet. And I'm Dirty South. Hang on, I'm the head of the internet. No, I'm head of internet. Uh, no, look, it says on my badge, yeah. head of internet. No, that's head of intranet. Oh, what's that then? Intranet? Yeah. Well, it's like the internet, but it's spelled ever so slightly differently. Ah, gotcha, yeah. Uh, anyway, in today's show, we're kicking it off with something a bit different. Yes, then. we're back in the deserter kitchen, cooking up something nice for lunch. Yeah, a nice simple recipe, a bag of ready-made cookie mix. Plus a quarter of an ounce of skunk. Yum. Yeah, we've realised that the podcast is exactly the correct length for the decarboxylation and cooking of hash brownies. So yeah. we're going to attempt them today. Yeah. Um, first up is the uh, decarboxylation. Yes. With the crumbling. Mm-hmm. We set the oven. Gentle heat. Gentle heat. Mm-hmm. We like 120 degrees for 40 minutes. In a fan oven. Sometimes 41 minutes. And we've just put that in now, and we will come back to that at the end of the news. Before that, though, what the fuck have we been up to? Good question, yes. Well, I, I, I've kind of uh, had a tough week with the old gout. Which, I saw the piece. Yes, yes, I wrote a piece on, uh, on the site, which meant that... Um, yeah, I had like a week of of not uh, doing terribly well on that front, and mm. by the time the pain had eased, it was the day of the best away day in the Western world, oh. Dulwich Hamlet at, at Margate. Of course. So I had to swerve the all dayer um, oh. down to those lovely micropubs. Yes. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll just um, I'll, I'll have a bit of culture, have a change from football. Oh yeah, so I thought I'd head to the Tate Modern, see some modern art. So I had an edible first <laughs> okay. to get me in the right frame of mind for modern art. For or modern just art. for leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that worked very well. After an hour, it kicks in, and you're just full of ideas. Yeah. Um, but my first one was to pop in the rake for one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> but uh, you know, I've been reading about gout with my new gout bros on Reddit, yeah. and some of them had suggested. Try stout, it might be a bit better than the kind of dippers and kneepers mm. that I like, the hoppy shit. Um, so I had half a stout in, in, in the rake. Um, and yeah, happy as Larry wandered on to the Tate Modern, uh, I thought I'll go and see the Infinity Mirrors. Nice. Perfect. I know your game. Yeah. Um, by uh, Kusama. And uh, yeah, it was sold out. So I went to the corner, I went to corner, the new bar. I was going to say, isn't that the bar? That's yeah. the bar. Yeah. On yeah. the corner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I've got that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the art was out the window. Yes. And there was more beer. Yeah. Just taken a half. On board. Just a half. Good luck. Of stout. Yeah. They yeah. had some very interesting collaborations, actually. Yeah. I liked the corner, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, had a half there and then half at the understudy and a half at the <laughs> Waterloo Tap. 
um, then I just I, I abandoned. You know, I saw what was going on here. I thought, I'll, I'll head home, but then I, I went to a few places on the way home, of course, oh dear, yes. including the Shirkers because they had like oh. three dark beers. Oh, so you had to, yeah. I had to, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the Dunkel from. Uh, from Colonel Colonel was mm. particularly good. Mm, I'm sorry to miss that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I found in the morning my my banking app said that uh, I'd been at the Clarendon Hotel. What? For, presumably for a half of Guinness. Is that the one in uh, Blackheath? On yeah, the Heath? yeah, yeah. So I ended up. But having, you don't recall that. I, I I didn't until I'd saw it on the bank app. It was a complete surprise to me. Um, Love it. I think that edible had had some some impact, but I'd ended up having ten halves. Yeah. My, you know, to take it easy, and so of course the uh, the gout came back. Yeah. So a couple of days later, <laughs> agony. So um, yeah, that didn't work. Stout didn't work, especially no. ten of them. Well, as a scientist, you've now eliminated that. I have. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So now you need to try every other type. Yes, it's been Five suggested. A cider might work. Okay. Or Whiskey might work even, but I suspect they're, they're both wrong, but I'm going to try them anyway. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things I've got to avoid. Oxbleen in particular. Oh, yeah. Um, but it being forbidden makes me really fancy. It something. does sound nice, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But that's really tasty. Yeah, oxbleen sandwich. Oh, chilli and garlic. <laughs> How about you? What have you been up to? Well, as you know, it's been farewell to the Costa del Sol for another year for mm-hmm. me. Um, my uh, annual... Migration, as you called it, mm. uh, a great, uh, lovely, reviving time, and some lovely guests. Mm, mm. Ben and Megan from the pub came out. Great, and I recorded some flute. Mister Celery came out, and he recorded some vocals. Mm. Um, but he also hired a car to go to Benidorm for the Cyclocross World Cup. Wow! Amazing. Yeah, he arrived. I've got a car, mm. Benidorm Cyclocross World Cup. It's only a couple of hours up the road. You fancy it? I was like, yeah, absolutely. All over that, mate. Mm. Anyway, over dinner, we checked how far it was. It was five and a half hours. I was going to say, it's nowhere near Malaga, is it? <laughs> it's right up by Valencia. Um, my, my, it's nowhere near Marbella. No, 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 nor Malaga. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, it sounded so mad we did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it was fine for me. I wasn't driving yeah. in the car. I was just being driven through the great plains of southern Spain. Yeah, having a little uh, snooze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What a laugh, yeah, yeah. this was brilliant. Get out of there. Oh, that wasn't too bad. Was yeah, it? exactly. That's <laughs> my dad's old trick. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad. Oh, a little bit stiff, but uh, yeah. Um, and the, of course, the Benidorm was, the cyclocross was amazing. It's right in the middle of town in this mm. little course in a park. Amazing. But Benidorm itself, I had never been before. Mm. I was surprised to find I recognised the skyline. Right. What uh, photos? The, yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's got a skyline is probably a concern. Yeah. Um, but it was absolutely mad. Yeah. I've never seen anything quite like it in terms of the amount of Brit bars and, um, mm. you know, fried breakfasts, etc. Yeah. Sounds hideous and brilliant. Yeah. Mm, I think it's just mainly hideous. Yeah. There was a, we watched the Girona game in a, in a bar. Mm. Um, and there's a shop opposite with some T-shirts, and one of them just said, "Enjoy my cock." <laughs> there wasn't even a picture of a chicken on it or anything to make it a pun. It was literally, oh, "Enjoy dear. my cock." Oh, yeah, I guess that's the goes with the Brit bars, does it? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, me and Ian got one each, and we were hit in the hotel later. And then um, finally, the uh, fixer came over for the last week. Oh yeah. 
Uh, it's lovely to see him, but it slightly offsets some of my health gains from the previous weeks. <laughs> but the man was dogged, Vinny, mm. by incredible good luck. Yeah. Uh, wherever he went. I mean, first of all, at lunch in Marbella, he checked his um, Meta and NVIDIA shares to mm. discover they'd gone up 20% unexpectedly. <laughs> and by the time I'd got back from the labs, I kid you not, he bought a Porsche. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Did he had he sold the shares? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sold the shares. Bought the Porsche, uh, and it was delivered to his house the next day while we were in a cab to Malaga. Good grief. Yeah. Um, and, and at the hotel in Malaga, the room he'd booked for us was um, upgraded. <laughs> the, the receptionist, when we got in, the receptionist said to him, uh, "If I were you, I'd buy a lottery ticket tonight." And mm-hmm. uh, we were like, "Why?" She said, well, your room's been upgraded to the presidential suite. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, has it got two beds? Because that's my concern. Mm, you know, the fixer. Yeah, and he's yeah. snoring. And mm-hmm. she said, um, it has five rooms. Wow. <laughs> so we had a night in this insane suite, uh, suite wandering around. I, I basically, I, once I got lost in it, that's <laughs> yeah. how big it was. Mind you, I had a few. Uh, mm-hmm. And then on the flight back, he was upgraded to business class. <laughs> Really? Wow. Uh, And I'm pleased to say that some of his luck did rub off on me. Yeah. A little bit. Mm. Uh, Because back in economy, I was offered a complimentary biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah? So it's not all one-way traffic. So we both had our moments. Mm. Um, Anyway, I've surmised my stay or part of my stay in, in a post about... Uh, my annual winter sun migration and a kind of love letter to Marbella in particular. Yeah. Not that that's where I was staying, but um, near there, yeah. I think it, we're near there and um, I'd honed that day out down over successive uh, visits with yeah. various friends down to um, something very close to perfection. Mm-hmm. Very close. Yeah. Um, I'm back, now I'm back in the UK, although mm. I understand it's T-shirt weather tomorrow. Really? So yeah, I'm unpacking yeah. the sandals. Yeah. Get in. Um, well, what else have you been up to while I've been away? Yeah, because that's, that's two posts we've got up on the site. Oh, un- I know. Unheard of. For, I know. We, you know. For us. For us. For, yeah. the, I mean, for years. There was, there was the time when we were doing two a week, but yeah. it's been a while. Ten years ago, that was. <laughs> Do you know, it is, it is ten years of Deserter this year. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you think there'll be a documentary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We will do a. Uh, we will celebrate that occasion. Um, yes. Maybe with some readings, etc. Brief, brief readings. Yeah. And some drinking. A crisp festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back on planet Earth, uh, <laughs> I went to see some non-league football. Mm. Uh, I went to see Lewisham CFC. I'd never been to see them before. Um, I think Big Al had recommended them, saying that you know they're a bit like Peckham Town, you know, that kind of vibe. Is that Lewisham Borough? Or is that a Lewis, sorry, Lewisham Borough. Yeah, Lewisham oh, Borough okay. CFC. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, They're in the yeah. division above Peckham Town. Mm. Um, Tense. I was going to uh, see if Mr. Celery wanted to uh, join us, but he was in Marbella. Um, yeah, funny that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did mention that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to the Fox and Firkin beforehand, who were brewing their own beer again. Yeah, good. So they used to do. Back in the like 70s. In, in the backyard, was it? They used to do it. Um, yeah, they did. No, they used to do it in the pub, what is now the kitchen, uh, mm. but um, they, it is in the, the back garden there. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was very nice. And then I went to the ground, which is the Ladywell Arena. Mm. Uh, it's, it's surrounded by an athletics track. 
uh, it's like they're already in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a proper athletic strap. It's got mm. like, you know, a steeplechase water feature. Okay, yeah. Thing, you know? Can you get next to the pitch or do you have to stand outside the the? You have to stand track. outside the athletics track. So the okay. one end is where... That's, the, that's uh, a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one end, there's the bar uh, where, it, where they sell, like, broccoli brewery beer. Um, and there's a little stand at the side. But, yeah, you're, you, yeah I think you're always... Uh, the, the track is always between you and, you and mm. the uh, players. But, yeah, it was fun. Um, Enjoyed it, and I will, will go back. And Big Al did come along in the end because Dulwich was postponed. Gave me a taste of beer gut too. The, oh yeah, uh, the, the one they made themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice indeed. Lovely. Um, I also went north. I went to the Sutton Manchester, Arms, the Sutton Arms in Clerkenwell. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and met with Ivan Osman, the corporate deserter himself. Yeah, yeah. he's back. He's back. Yeah. Um, yes, he was around. And he brought his whippet with him, which meant that we were immediately surrounded by beautiful girls. I tell you, if you're an ugly cunt, <laughs> get a whippet. <laughs> um, yeah, excellent pub. Lovely beer, lovely cask and, and keg. And a really nice landlord. A, a sort of old boy, probably doesn't need to be working anymore, but he's just a really nice old fella. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they have a sort of no arsehole uh, um, ruling kind of for the clientele, yeah. with, which is, you know, important in nor- uh, when you're north of the river. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so did you, um, did you call uh, Osman ugly to his face? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought... It's <laughs> just he, something that came to you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he can... He, he doesn't have to worry, you know, he's, he's, already, he's already married, you know. And yeah. in fact, while I, I was there, he told me he'd written a poem for his, his wife. Oh, yes. Um, uh, which is, you know, beautiful. And that's the sort of thing they do, North Yeah, Korea, yeah. Um, and it goes something like this. Yes. I have snorted the coke that was in the bottle... And which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me, it was delicious, so smooth and such fun. Um, which was, I think, a play on W. C. Williams. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what the C stands for, don't you? Well, after he wrote that poem, which mm. was about plums, his mm. wife apparently told everyone that it stood for cunt. <laughs> Which, by coincidence, is what um, Ivan Osman's wife called him when she got back and found he'd snorted all the bugle. <laughs> what an absolutely beautiful story for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Time for the news. The news. The news. The news. The news. Uh, that was new. That's why they call it the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pub openings and closings. Oh, God. I've been dreading this bit. Yeah. Uh, well, the big news of the month is, of course, Brick Brewery and Brew by Numbers breweries are both going to close. Yes. Uh, perhaps not hugely unexpected. No. Since you were taken over by Breel. But still very disappointing. Very disappointing. And the uh, the brewing equipment is to be moved up to Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, you know, the way I understand it is the breweries are dead. Yeah. But the brands, presumably, 
persist. Yeah. So you'll have, for example, Peck and Pale, brewed in Yorkshire. Yeah. Yeah, it's not right, is it? Not right. Um, um, yeah. Um, Commiserations to all those involved in the redundancies, of course. Mm. Um, another brewery closing is Squawk. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Squawk, and now I never will be. No, <laughs> you might be, because you yeah. might have tasted their Parvo. Mm. Uh, Parvo Pale. Mm. I think we've had it at the Shirkers. Oh, OK. Mm. Um, I've certainly had it a few times, and it's bloody lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, that's very uh, disappointing. Mm. And then the big boys, Adnams. Did you oh, see I that? Oh, I can't believe they're no. in trouble. They're in trouble. They're seeking funds to secure a financial future. And they're... Um, I mean, that is amazing, isn't it? Is because they own a lot of pubs as they well, do. They? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's a, they? Yeah, yeah. And land and houses and estates and yeah. lighthouses. And a very successful brewer. Yeah. And, and one that, out of the traditional ones, has sort of moved with the times, yeah, you'd say, yeah. wouldn't you? They do great collabs. Yeah. Um, yeah, their shares apparently down two-thirds in the past year alone, so um, perhaps the writing was on the wall there. Yeah. Uh, have we got any good news? Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. The tip is to reopen on Fleet Street. This is the Fleet Street. This is the Tipperary. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been there, yeah. Yeah. The oldest Irish pub in London. So they say. Yeah. I mean, that might be a contentious claim, but that's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Uh, and the pub that saw the launch of Draft Guinness. Is that right? In England, wow. yeah. Mm. Uh, Roger Protz, the beer writer and mm, um, mm. campaigner, yeah, actually do. recalls queuing to get in for some. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess that was in the 60s. Mm-hmm. When nitro was invented, the nitro right. dispense. Get well soon, Roger. I think he's had a little trouble recently. But he has. In he's, fact, the... he's having his first pint after recuperating today. Great. Yeah. Great. So have one on us. Show me I've got one here. Yeah. I'm on the Calvados. <laughs> Stay off that, Roger. Stay off that for another <laughs> couple of days. Um, what other general pub and beer news have we got, old boy? Yeah, I noticed when I was at Corner that there's um, a Tate and Dea collaboration mm. launch on February the 22nd of uh, a new Dea beer called Painting, Drinking, Eating, uh, inspired by Philip Guston, who has a very good mm. um, exhibition there at the moment. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have seven Deas on tap. Um, so, yeah, that might be a good, fun event. Um Somerset is a strange place, isn't it? Apparently ducks go in pubs there. I saw <laughs> there's a headline from uh, Somerset Live. It said, duck walks into pub, drinks pint, fights dog, loses, maintains bow tie. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's why they have no pets allowed signs up, surely. Yeah, yeah. It's different in, in the West Country, isn't it? Um, what else was there? Yes, uh, the Pope... He's uh, visited some wine producers in Italy, uh, or was it an off-licence, I'm not sure, um, and he announced that wine is a gift from God. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I think they replied by saying, you've still got to pay for it, you holiness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I noticed Pilot Beer, they do great social media, don't they? Uh, yes. The Edinburgh Craft Brewers. Uh, they tweeted a headline, a record dry January saved people £118 on average. That's right, yeah. And uh, they, they tweeted furiously, every single one of you owes us £118. 
<laughs> Definitely retweeted that from the Shirkers. Good, good, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Weatherspoon's price rise. Did you see mm. that? I oh, mean, well, no, they've gone up a bit, yeah. £7.50 for a pint of Lef- Leffy at, um, at uh, Moon Underwater. £7 for a San Miguel. Yeah. At Spoon's. Yeah, but these are the... Um, Sort of flagship ones. I bet it's the same at the airport ones as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's still a bit of a shock. I mean, what are the oldies and students going to do and the decrepit? I think it's fine in, in all the others. Is it? I think it's a bit like, it's a bit sort of disingenuous journalism. Right. A bit like, when remember when the rake sold that pint for 14 quid mm. and the independent said, pints at the rake are 14 quid. Right. Well, there was yeah. one pint that was 14 quid. The yeah. rest were normal prices. Right. Yeah. I think they did... Oh, yeah, the article said they'd had two price rises in they six have, months. They, they have. They? And up, but in but the Fox are. down the road, for example, mm. they went up from £2.29 to £2.79. Right. I and uh, okay. I think the managers have some sort of leeway on the, on the pricing because he said there was such an outpouring of grief right. at this 50p price rise that he put it back down again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're... they're in most spoons, pints will remain under three pounds. I think the headline price in those premium locations. Right. Yeah. So it's just yeah. Yeah, a bit of uh, bit of journalistic nonsense, perhaps. Uh, this is a bit of journalistic hyperbole. I think. Well, it probably gets the clicks, doesn't it? Yeah. Good myth busting there. Further on beer news, did you see John Smith's beer mm. is to be reduced to three point four percent? Oh, right. The, the, um, for tax benefits, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the latest in a line of beers, isn't it? Dropping to this strength. Yeah, I mean, it was shit in the first place. <laughs> it's even more shit. Heineken announced this was due to British drinkers no longer being interested in strong drinks. <clears throat> Neglecting to mention that by dropping the ABV below the 3.5% excise threshold, they will save 40p on tax on each litre that leaves the building. Yeah. And I did, I've done a bit of research, Vinny. Mm-hmm. John Smith Brewery makes 1.3 million hectolitres of John Smith bitter a year. Fucking hell, why? <laughs> <laughs> so at a stroke, Heineken is saving £5.2 million pounds wow. annually. By making their shit beer even more shit. Well, it's, well it might, might be better, but it's certainly weaker. Yeah. Um, uh, finally on beer news, maybe, unless <laughs> you've got anything else. No, no. Uh, some Shirkers news. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it's a literary pub now, I understand. The author, uh, Henry Bewley, got in touch to say mm. he'd put it on his index of literary pubs, which, for some reason, is on LinkedIn. Okay. And uh, he said... Tell me more. He said that it's, it sits snugly between the Sherlock Holmes... Um, in Charing Cross and the Sir John Oldcastle in Farringdon um, alphabetically in the index I see <laughs> yeah he just <laughs> saw my confused pub, face I think because uh, because we've written books <laughs> oh because we've written books okay I thought yeah. it was because of Dave Green's um, book clubs oh maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah he has he has two book clubs there he has one on Mondays mm. Which is full up, so he has a sort of public one on Tuesdays, which is getting full up as well. Yeah. And now he's moving into films. Is he? Yeah, he's having a film night. Bloody hell. And that's full up. Because mm. if you want to have a discussion, you can't really have more than um, 14, 15 people. Yeah, well, speaking of full up at the Shirkers, the, the village is tap takeover. Yeah. Well, it's mental. 
I mean, it was packed downstairs. It was packed upstairs. Yeah, yeah, I heard, um, yeah. And, and as as you as you know, the Rafiki was on cars, mm. and it was sensational. I cannot believe I missed that. Oh, it was so good. And um, I, you know, I was on the halves because of the gout. Clever. I thought I, I can't I, I can't be walking to the back of the room and then coming back to uh, fill up the glass every five minutes. So um, two halves. <laughs> no, I just stayed at the bar. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got another couple of tap takers coming. Bianca Road, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow, Thursday, the 15th. The Great. same night as our um, open mic night. Right. And they have got their Hazy on cask. We're the first pub to have it. Oh. Uh, so that would be uh, something to get down for. Mm-hmm. And then... On the 29th, we've got an elusive tap takeover. Oh, nice. A lot, yeah. a lot of our favourite, uh, a lot of us owners, are, that was elusive favourites from mm-hmm. last year. Amazing. And I think, um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this at the oh. moment, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it anyway as an exclusive. Um, after that, elusive is going to have a permanent line in the pub. Oh. They're doing so many amazing things. Yeah. Uh, we've agreed that there'll be a permanent line for oh, all their flavours. So they always have something on from Elusive. I don't think they've got any other permanent lines on mm. in the UK. Well, it's an uh, honour all round. Yeah. Okay, on to Christmas, Christmas news. news. Okay, we've yeah. got a tasting here. Now, yeah. I know we've discussed these before. I don't think we've eaten them on, on, on the show, oh. as we uh, ridiculously call it. <laughs> these are Torres Friday. Crisps. Fried egg crisps. So yeah. these these might be a little bit like slabs. Ch- yeah, challenger for the egg and uh, chips. Slags. Uh, slags. <laughs> slabs. <laughs> make, that, the make that your last one. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. very fried eggy. Very eggy. I wouldn't normally like these, mm. but these. I like them. These are good, Matt. I wouldn't mm. like the idea of it. Mm. Like not not stinky as um no. as the slabs. No, they're not. It's all in the taste, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. They and, are and amazing. They, that is like dipping a chip into an egg yolk. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. 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 Heartily recommend these. Cancel the podcast. I'm just going to eat these. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Mm. Torres. Torres tapas, fried egg, flavored potato chips, huevo frito in Spanish. Mm. Seek out them out. Ten out of ten. Mm. Straight in. Boom. Yeah. Not even a nine point five. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you flirted with ten point five. <laughs> what else we got in crisp news? Okay. Um, the legal case that has gripped the nation reached a conclusion last week. Yeah. Um, are Walkers mini poppadoms crisps or food? Um, poppadoms. Mm. Which would make them food and yeah. zero rated. Exactly. Mm. The judges ruled. Yeah. Walker's mini poppadoms are crisps in yes. all but name. Yeah. And the tax tribunal says the product should indeed incur VAT as it looks and is packaged like crisps and holds limited dip. Mm. <laughs> that was one of the things. So yeah. if it was a poppadom, you could pick up a load of dip. Yes. But crisps, well, there's these these size ones you couldn't. Mm. Um, 
Walker's lawyers came up with a variety of bizarre explanations as to why they weren't crisps, mm. but a restaurant food in disguise, which were roundly dismissed by the judge. Judge Anne Fairpo was particularly withering about the manufacturer's claim that the crisps were popdoms simply because that was what they had been called. Mm. She said, Nominative determinism is not a characteristic of snack foods. <laughs> Calling a snack food hula hoops does not mean that one could twirl that product around one's midriff. Not your midriff. I dare you. <laughs> Nor, she went on, is Monster Munch generally reserved as a food for monsters. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a ball. She's great. And she's sharing good crisp knowledge. That's Judge mm. Anne Fairpo, who is now straight into my top five judges of all time. <laughs> um, I saw two farmers who, uh, of course... Uh, are at the Shirkers, aren't they? Uh, they they are. Uh, they might, might might have all been eaten now. But, yeah, I think um, they might. My have been, God, yeah. they're delicious. They're very that good, wild yeah. mushroom one. Crikey! Yeah, and they, so they won an award as top British brand in the savoury snacks category. Did they in the fine food digest? You see, we're onto something with this podcast because yeah. we found them out early doors, didn't we? It was mm. Ned. It was Ned, wasn't it? Of, of course, King of Slabs. King of Slabs got us. Yeah, the the King of Two Farmers. Mm. Uh, well, well played, two farmers. Um, and did you see? I think it might have been Ned that sent us the uh, the the Reverend who um, put crisps on his nipples. Did you see that? Good, good, good. I've slightly misheard you there. I think. Y- yes, you. you <laughs> I might... thought you said the Reverend put crisps on his nipples. Yes, it was a story in the Mirror, uh, an exclusive in the Mirror. Church Reverend pictured with crisps on his nipples during four-day co- cocaine and ketamine fueled bender. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if we should no. just try it. Uh, not, not with the fried egg ones. With the fried egg ones. Just see what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it. Get, no, no, stop it. I mean, no, all right then. <laughs> Hats off to the Reverend for that. <laughs> and for getting caught. Um... I think uh, flavor flavor spotting wise, flavor spotting wise, mm. um, Beamish Russ got into t- touch to say that he was slightly alarmed mm. to spot a new Tyrrell's flavor, wanky veg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thought it was absolutely fair enough when he saw the ingredients included candy striped beetroot and blue potatoes. They're pretty wanky, aren't they? That's very wanky. Mm. Then he realised there was actually just a crease in the bag. And they were really called Swanky Veg. Oh, yeah. I haven't really. seen those. Have you seen Swanky Veg? No. In the wild? No. No, I probably would have avoided that too. Yeah. <laughs> Rather put crisps on my nipples. <laughs> right, moving on from crisp news then, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Any, any drug news? I've got a bit of drug news, actually, yeah. Um, weed-infused beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. now yeah. available in the United States. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, We're not going to get that, are we? No. We're going to have it in a minute in a little cookie, though, aren't we? Yeah. Remember to take that out of the oven in a minute. Yeah. Remind me at the end of this. Mm. Um, yeah, Seria Brewing from Colorado has created a non-alcoholic beer with THC that acts fast. Oh. 15 minutes max instead of up to an hour for normal edibles. Mm. Um, unfortunately, alcoholic beer and weed mix is prohibited. Oh, okay. but non-alcoholic is okay. Yeah, but obviously you can have a yeah, beer is. with it on the side. Of you know, you can. 
do your own blending. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering next time, maybe we should, instead of the, uh, the the hash brownies, maybe we do a dessert of brew day. Yeah. Yeah? You see what I mean? A brew off. Mm. <laughs> um, in other drug news, uh, there's going to be a world record swing, swimming attempt. Not swinging. Not swinging. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go to Shoremont for that, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Sharon by sea. Sharon by sea, they call it down there. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, no, swimming, swimming. Swimming. Um, mm. Ex-world champion James Magnuson says he will take banned drugs in an attempt to swim faster than a world record. <laughs> this is at the Enhanced Games, which we've featured before, haven't we? Yes, where, where, yeah, um, yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, athletes are allowed to take whatever they, lo- whatever they fancy. Mm. Um, the Australian, he's 32 years old, James Magnuson. He's coming out, he's retired, but he'll come out of retirement to complete in the enhanced games where doping is allowed. He said, I'm going to juice up to the gills and I'll break the record in six months. And he'll also be paid $1 million wow. if he does so. Doesn't sound bad, does it? I, I thought I might give it a try at my local fusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bang a load of ketamine, coke, and a fuckload of molly. Uh, <laughs> wash it down with a pint of weed beer. Break a record for staying in the jacuzzi for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a bit of a twist for mm. deserter, I've got some theatre news. Good Lord. Theatre. 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 <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, Southwark Playhouse, which we know well because we've been in the bar. I love the bar. I love the bar <laughs> Never there. Never been to see yeah, the play off, there. Off my tits in it. <laughs> um, yes, after the success of Joseph Fiennes playing uh, Gareth Southgate uh, in oh. there. In the West End, uh, there's a new play at Southwark um, Playhouse called "Why I Stuck a Flare Up My Ass for England," <laughs> telling the heartwarming tale of Charlie Perry, the England fan who shoved some pyro up his arris after 20 pints of Strongbow and a vast amount of beak at the Euros. Do you remember seeing the, the image? I think it? I do. Yes. yes, it's a famous image. Yeah, and there's yeah. the play about how Has they he arrived it? at it. I don't think so. No. no. <laughs> No. Is he able to walk <laughs> today? With some discomfort, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you fancy some culture, you know, we done had art today, you know. Yeah. Some some theatre. Yeah. Art, cooking and theatre. Yeah, it's so what dessert is all about. Yeah, exactly. We surprise ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other news. Yeah. Um, I saw that... Um, Sickies are good for you, say boffins. I love boffins. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't like them, but I know sickies are good for you. We don't need any boffins to tell you that. That's right, yeah. It was, um, Throw a sickie. There's a story in the, the Daily Star to go along with National Sickie Day, which is apparently the first Monday uh, of February. Okay. Which we, we must put on the deserter calendar if yes. we ever get round to making one. Yes, yes. Um, another buff, boffin story. Yeah. Um, Dr. Julianne Holt Lundsted, the professor of psychology and neuroscience, said that lacking social connection is comparable to smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Mm-hmm. So social contact's very important. Yeah. But I thought, fuck me, I could have had 15 fags a day if I didn't talk to you, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> OK, my next one. A UK army chief has called for conscription. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Slightly alarming at our young age because uh, there could be a knock at a door. Uh, 
The idea is to make the UK more war ready. Mm, yeah. yeah. No thanks. No. No thanks. I'm not even ready to get up. Um, I wonder. I had to think about what sort of excuses we might come up with. Mm-hmm. I'd lo- I'd love to hear from <clears throat> listeners about what excuses you yeah, come up with. Yeah. But um, some of mine were. Um, I'm afraid I have a sense of humour. <laughs> uh, I've got athlete's foot. <laughs> I'm a coward. <laughs> I just get really, really scared. Isn't that, would, that, would that cut any mustard? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just too young. You know. Of course, yeah. I can see that in your eye. The good one. <laughs> um, I, yeah, well, one of mine was, uh, although I look older, I'm only 14. <laughs> um, or uh, I'm easily alarmed. Uh, and this is true. I once cried out at the ping of a microwave. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to be like when the mustard gas goes off? Um, yeah. So uh, let us know what your excuses would be. I might put that on uh, on Twitter as a sort mm. of uh, Twitter Q and A sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's a bit like DIY. I'm not allowed to do it because I'll be a danger to myself and others. Mm, mm. I think I'd be the same on the front line, really. Same, yeah. I mean, we're idiots. Yes. Just, oh, why don't we just submit this podcast? We could be officers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's satire. Um, the Dutch concept of doing nothing is doing the rounds again. Mm. You may remember, thanks to A.O. Hugh for tipping us off, um, a new best-selling book is out on the art of Nixon, as right. they call it. Uh, we have mentioned this before. We call it fuck all. Mm. Um, so they, yeah, they're big on doing nothing. I'll tell you what they do do well though, Vinny, mm. and that's nick all our ideas <laughs> and turn them into bestsellers. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hats off to the lazy thieving bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, we're not going to take our ideas mainstream, so someone might as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, is that it for the end of the news? That's the end of the news. So we need to check on the... Um... We need to get that fucking shit out of the oven. Yeah. Then we need to grind it. Yeah. And then we need to sprinkle it on our uh, Betty Crocker cookie mix. Yeah. It's what she would have wanted. <laughs> Okay, welcome back. So at this point, your uh, hash brownie mix should be in the oven. Yep. And um, no need to set a timer, because by the end of this podcast, it'll be absolutely correct. Oh, hold on. There's a little bit left on the table. Okay. Let's give it a grind. Grind. That's the grind. You need a grinder, remember? Do your grinding. Have a smell of that. Oh, dirty. Oh, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Mm. We will. Mm. Um, so next up is uh, well, it's a new section, mm. a new occasional series um, on the art of kicking off pub conversations that actually mean something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to call it maybe pub convo starter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that. <laughs> uh, picture this: you're in the pub, yeah. Mm. Uh, obviously, you'd rather be on your own with a bag of peanuts and your phone, mm. but somehow you've ended up on a table full of people who are masquerading as your friends. Mm. Uh, No need to sulk, um, or indeed put up with their endless chat about war or politics. We'll give you some important subjects that you can really get stuck into and keep yourself entertained. And we'll even give you some opinions that you can call your own. 
Uh, over the next few episodes, we'll be discuss- discussing such weighty topics as what might be the world's oldest sport? The best place you've ever napped? Oh, yeah. The best made-up game you've played? Mm. What drugs would you take to win the swimming? <laughs> what, what excuses would you come up with for getting out of conscription? So anyway, today's pub combo starter is all band names are shit. <laughs> That's it. Simple as that. The name of every group in recording history mm. is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about the music, of course. I'm talking about the names. Mm. Let's take the example of one of the greatest bands of all time, the Beatles. Right. Lovely shit. tunes, mm. lads. Mm. But the name... Bit shit. Bit shit. Beatles. The Beatles. Mm. Mm. It's a pun so lame. Most people don't even know it's a pun. No, no. Um, then they release Rubber Soul. It's a double <laughs> pun. Mm. It's a pun on a pun. Mm. They're breaking the golden rules. Um, Any good ones or are they all bad? They're all bad. I think they're all bad. I've got a top five yeah. of bad names. Maybe I should go yeah. straight into that. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, these are my top five. Mm. Um, my top five shit band names. Yes. <laughs> Guns and Roses. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Yeah. It's not the guns. Mm. It's not the roses. Mm. It's the... the... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tears for Fears. Mm. Yeah. What? What? Guys, please, no. Yeah. It's amazing. And once you get used to a name, though, you don't even think about uh, what it means. That's exactly it, yeah. isn't it? Oh, they're all shit, but they all, yeah, they, um, you do get used to them. Apparently, Tears for Fears, when they had their horrible, acrimonious split, mm. they had an argument about who would keep the band, <laughs> neither of them, the band name. Oh. And neither of them wanted it. Oh, couldn't one of them have the tears and the other one have the tears? <laughs> um, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a very funny story about the name. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know. It's mm. shit. <laughs> uh, Def Leppard. That's rubbish. Guys, you're not Led Zeppelin. You know, come up with your own name. And uh, my all-time nominee, mm. the worst band name, Dutch rock outfit, Golden Earring. <laughs> golden? What do they mean, Golden. Do they mean gold? <laughs> gold earring. <laughs> Even that's bad, but golden earring. Anyway, those are my top five shit bands. I mean, um, are there any... We, we all had bands we were in when we were younger, I guess. Yes. I mean, And they yeah. had bad names yes. as well. Yeah. Um, I was chatting about this with a fixer. He had a band name at, at school called I Hate Physics. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that would work now. They're ahead of their time. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think if you, uh, I think the simple ones probably are, are a way forward. Yeah, names like yeah. Free or mm. The Cure. Mm. You can't go too far wrong mm. with those, can, can you? Um, the Fixer liked Bad Company. No, Did he? Uh, no. no, no. I mean, what does it even mean? Is you mm. talking about like BP or Shell? <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked um, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. <laughs> are they a tribute band? <laughs> I don't think they are, actually. Mm. Um, and Half Man, Half Biscuit, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, they're almost taking the piss out of band names. I mean, it's, mm. they're very difficult to satirise, aren't they? Mm. I mean, um, David Brent's band in uh, The Office was called Foregone Conclusion. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I've written about a band uh, that played in the village hall I saw called Executive Decision. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, ultimately the band members' names could be the way forward. Mm. You know, Fleetwood Mac sounds interesting. Mm. Uh, the Carpenters, you know, contrary mm. to popular opinion, they weren't actually Carpenters. No. no. <laughs> Although Karen Carpenter did put up my shelving. Did that, you? Right. <laughs> anal cunt, anyway. <laughs> I forgot about anal cunt. <laughs> See, there again, they're satirising band names. Yes, aren't they? Yeah. and songs. Yes, indeed, yeah. Um, so there's your pub combo starter for this time out. All band names are shit. Just say it really loudly when everyone's in the middle of discussion about war. Yeah, and everyone's going to have an opinion about Everyone, that. Yeah, you can nick off the toilet and then come back with your opinions. Yeah, or just going to have 15 fags on your own. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I understand we've had a couple of readers' letters in, Vinny. Yes, somebody wrote in about the um, last podcast um, mm. specifically the uh, steak and owl uh, section steak and owl pie yeah yeah dear deserter why do you keep going on about owls can you stop it you were banging on about them before in leeds and there weren't even any owls i listen for the witty comes sloppy badinage and crisp tips and the sock med scenes decent to be fair <laughs> but i do not tune in to hear about owls Stay in your lane or get out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That was from a Mrs. Raider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we had another She's one. just been in. Yes. I, I told her, don't touch the oven. Could have got her to read it. <laughs> um, but there was another one from Dave, who's a teacher. Yeah. He said, dear Dirty South and Half-Life, I think he's, he seems to think that you're, you're Half-Life. Uh-uh. Um, which... It would upset him. Um, but he saw us at um, the Hootenanny Book Jam, Brixton Book Jam, mm. many years ago. And, oh, uh, yeah. And has followed us since then. Um, and he, he said, I just had to get in touch to say, uh, I used some of your material in my English language lesson. <laughs> uh, it bailed him out of an embarrassing fix as his intended audio download um, had failed to queue up. So he unleashed an episode of the Deserter Pubcast on his class. Jeez. Yeah. Isn't it over 18s? Yes, Only. explicit. Explicit. Uh, he said, I'm glad to say it went down well. The highlight was crisp news, <laughs> after which I fumbled for the pause button and narrowly avoided disaster, as for Half-Life announced. And now for drug news. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, I'm glad we were able to contribute to the education of a nation. Absolutely, yeah. You're a bomb dosser. Um, I think we've got one each here, haven't we? Indeed. Uh, yeah, my first, my one is uh, from lazybed.com. Um, I saw a picture of the bed that these guys produce, and it's mm. got a sort of metal frame. Mm. Looks like an ordinary bed, except that the frame extends upwards, mm. and there's a flat screen TV <laughs> right uh, uh, parallel to the bed, right above where your your head is yeah. the pit, where the pillow is so you don't even have to sit up yes to watch the tv you're lying down yeah yeah like that yeah just like that yeah he's doing it really 
Okay. Can you give me a hand up? Give me a hand up. The back's gone. Back's gone. Um, so, who's your uh, nominee? The, well, we, uh, the, the, the the company. The company, I guess. Yeah. La- lazy Lazybed.com. Okay. It's mm. pretty good. Mm. I'd like to go and have a look at that. Mm. Uh, I think I'll finish the podcast first, though. Uh, <laughs> mine is uh, Barnaby Joyce. Right. Uh, he's the, he's an MP for the uh, Nationals in uh, Aussie Land. Oh, yeah. He's an Australian Nationals MP. He was filmed off his tits on drink and drugs, shouting obscenities to somebody on his mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Did he have nipples? Uh, uh, crisps on his nipples? He, he didn't have crisps on his nipples. Okay. No, uh, but um, and really. Being off your tits on drink and drugs, shouting obscenities on your phone, it's nothing mainly, amazingly out of the ordinary, mm. right? Uh, mm. uh, we've all been there, mm. to be honest with you. Except what made this stand out was his position. Mm-hmm. He was filmed doing this while lying down on the pavement with his feet up on a planter <laughs> outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't expect sympathy said Joyce afterwards and um, but from us you may get an award yeah yeah get more than sympathy from us yeah so uh, he's my nominee for a bomb dosser mm-hmm. yeah not bad it's not bad is it mm. Mm. let me remind you he's off his tits on drink and drugs mm. he's shouting into his phone mm. he's on his back in the street yeah. with his feet up on oh. a planter maybe crossed alright Barnaby yeah? Yeah. Come on, Barnaby. You're a bomb dosser. You've got the award. Yeah, you may be uh, let go as an MP, but you'll always have the statuette. <laughs> so, just a reminder, you should now have your trays out of the oven, right? Yes, yes. Um, Cooling. Yeah, need to cool, yeah. Um, no. What? <laughs> Don't tease me. What? No, <laughs> it can't be. So soon. Is it? It is. It is? The social media scene? It is. The scene. Bring it on, baby. Okay, well, I could start with um, Phil Wong, Catford Man. Uh, he's, we've heard from him before. Yeah. He, he did basically a review of all of South London in a Twitter thread. Wow. Uh, I'll just give some highlights because it's quite, it's quite long. Yeah. But he started off with Catford Pubs. Yeah. Catford Ram. That's his favourite. That's yeah. his favourite, yeah. Blythe Hill Tavern, best Guinness in South London. Uh, the Spoons is all right. The Jolly Farmers, good. Ninth Life, always always empty, which I don't mind. Too hipster for this man, four out of ten. <laughs> the Constitutional, lacks atmosphere, shit sign, four out of ten. Um, uh, overall score, 34 out of 50 for Catford. Don't take this as an invitation to come to Catford and drink here. <laughs> The microclimate is perfectly balanced, and if people start flocking here from the likes of Broccoli and Crofton Park, it will unbalance things and things could fly off the wheels. Crofton Park has no pubs, and Broccoli has a few pubs, but mainly shit. <laughs> broccoli Spoons is shit, and that Broccoli Jack place masquerades as a hard man place, but no one's ever kicked my head in there when I've visited. Uh, Penji thinks is just shit, the Spoons is shit, the pub on the corner is shit. Uh, he likes the maple tree. Sydenham he's got some time for. Uh, Beckenham has a couple of decent ones on the high street. The Bricklayers is his favourite, despite being a Palace pub. Um, he had his head kicked in a couple of times there for <laughs> arguments over football, but that's a positive for me. <laughs> uh, 
Denmark Hill has a great spoons. Indeed, good um, garden. But that brewery place can fuck off. I don't know what that is. Uh, no. Got the squits from a bad pint in there, <laughs> which I will never forgive for. Um, Greenwich full of tourists. Woolwich gets my vote of approval. Spoons has got a bit of a madness. In the Woolwich, in Woolwich, yeah, absolutely, it certainly has, yeah, yeah. Uh, Deptford, too trendy for this man. Uh, Lewisham, Joiner's Arms does a lovely Guinness. Spoons is good. The anchor is too edgy, even for me. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Lewisham Tavern does a good strongbow, but the owner is West Ham and doesn't even try to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> the Lee Green's a bit shit. Uh, Croydon is a mess and always will be. <laughs> <laughs> Romney's got some good pubs. There's two spoons, one good if you're in the right frame of mind, but the one next to Bromley South Station is shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is um, Phil's South London review. Phil Wong Catford Man. I believe you can follow him on Twitter, right? Huh? You can. Or yeah. X, or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, some financial advice some you promised me. Financial advice, yes. Uh, from... Pudsy the Barber, of all of all people. Oh. He um, did make me some money uh, at the Cheltenham Festival the other day when he said... Well, I said the other day. It's probably five years ago now. Mm. He said, bet on any horse with drink in the name. <laughs> and I did. You know, Bouverdeur and all those. Yeah, million ooh, rums. Million rums. They all came <laughs> in big time. Yeah. Um, he tweeted, uh, if you get a loan at a bank, you'll be paying it back for 30 years. If you rob a bank, you'll be out in 10 <laughs> Follow me for more financial advice. <laughs> um, and uh, there was one, this was from Substack. Um, Tom mm. Cox, the uh, author, uh, was on there. Uh, he said, Yesterday I had no phone signal for a while and ate an apple. It felt like a very tiny insight into what it's like to live as a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I've only got one quick one, actually, for Sock Med Scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about medieval peasants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned James alerted us to this post about medieval peasants. Medieval peasants worked only about 150 days in a year. Good, good. The church believed it was important to keep them happy with frequent mandatory holidays. Mm. To which someone replied, You have less holidays than a medieval peasant. I thought that's a great eye opener, isn't it? Yeah, it is an eye opener. We're living in the wrong time. We thought we were progressing. We're not. I know. I mean, we've always wanted to go to 14th century France, haven't we? We've tried. Yeah. Oh, remember that shed in Broadstairs? I know. We thought it was a portal. It was a portal, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, who was he if he wasn't Louis Catours? <laughs> well, that's probably all we've got time for. Um, yeah, that'd be cool by now. Yeah, our cookies. Cookies should now be cool. Yeah, beware um, a soggy bottom. <laughs> and the next step is, of course, now to divide. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, put divide them into bite, bite-sized pieces mm. and stick them up your arse. No, just eat them. Just eat them, yeah. Just eat them, because what tips. we're doing is illegal anyway, but if you put it up your arse, it's double illegal. <laughs> a bloke goes to a pet shop and he buys a talking centipede. And he takes him home, and he gets to around like two o'clock, and he says to the centipede, do you fancy going to the pub? And there's no answer. So he says, do you fancy going to the pub? There's still no answer. So he thinks he's been done. Mm, mm, he would. He gives him one last try. Do you fancy the bloody pub? 
And the centipede says, all right, get your hair on. I heard you the first time. I'm just putting my shoes on. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. And um, we've been the Deserter Pubcast. Uh, it is the first day of Lent, I believe. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, our advice would be that it's now time to give up. <laughs> <laughs>